Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Colin McDuff and I'm delighted to be back uh, on the hot seat uh, hosting the, the live stream. Some of you might have noticed them. Um, I've taken a couple of weeks off for the live streams. Completely coincidental, nothing to do with the fact that Rangers got scudded off Celtic. Um, here to finally preview the long-awaited return of the real football now that that Diddy International pitch is over in Dunway. First of all, gallant few stalwart, David Pollock. How are you, my friend? I'm good, Colin. You didn't have to mention that result again, though. That was uh, <laughs> put, me in a, put me in a downer right from day off. No, but uh, looking forward to Saturday. Obviously, uh, hopefully Michael Beale will be uh, instilling uh, you know, uh, new standards into that team with uh, a ball-peen hammer. So... Uh, I'm I'm expecting to see uh, the proceeds of all of that on Saturday when we uh, face St. Johnson. Well, I just mentioned it because if we start off in a shade note, then the only way is up. You know, it's um, it's there's method to the madness. Adding a wee bit of class into this evening it is Shona. How are you? I uh, agree with David. I thought I got over that result just right there, and then you have to bring it all back up again. Well, thanks very much for that. But look, I'm glad that international break is absolutely done. Can't stand international football, and um, I'm sure there's plenty to talk about tonight and plenty to see what happens over the weekend. So look forward to it. And keeping the gallant few in 2023 with a bit of youth excitement and vigour, it is Andrew. How are you tonight, my friend? Oh well, if you'd if you'd asked me and they said that a few weeks ago, the, the excitement and vigor probably would have been a lie. Um, feeling a bit better about the whole situation. Um, can't wait to get 
get get in front of the telly because I didn't get a ticket to Perth um, to watch the game the weekend. As I said, international breaks done and dusted. Thank the Lord. So yeah, can't wait. Long, long, long awaited return. Absolutely. Um, so tonight I've titled the episode right. Let's start again because. I think um, we've all got a fair bit of opinions out of our system over the last ten days. I think I don't know if if any of the listeners are like me. You've probably went through the the rollercoaster of emotions of how you're feeling about this particular Rangers team and their setup. Um, but regardless of what we think or what should have happened, Michael Beals here is going to be the manager. So. Before we preview the St. Johnson game and other talking points, I do want to just touch on that. I don't think, to, I think we've done the death, should he go or should he not, but Davey Park, he's, he's staying. Uh, he's here for St. Johnston at least. And uh, the question I want to pose to you is, now that he's here for the for the next game at least, what is the expectation? Is it too easy to say that for the next month it should be six wins out of six, um, or do we need more than that? Well, I, I want us to uh, I want to see a style of football that that I can hang my hat on, Colin, because at the moment I, I don't get get it. You know, he's brought in all these players, uh, and I, I'm looking for Michael Beale's stamp to be all over that team. Uh, unfortunately, we seem to be all over the place, uh, so I, I'm looking for a bit more organisation. I'm looking for a bit more in terms of energy, commitment. I want to see these guys that they're hurting. As a result of the, the you know, the, the recent results uh, and the start that we've had, it's uh, it's been unacceptable. So Michael Beale's painted himself in a bit of a corner for me, and I think we're going to find out who Michael Beale is, you know, in the next few weeks, you know, and, and, and where he takes this squad, because he has been some time putting this squad together, and you know, he had a list of names from, you know, early this year. I think most of them have been secured. I wouldn't say all of them. But uh, I, I want to see uh, Michael Beale make his mark on this. And, you know, and from that, I think we will find out who Michael Beale is as, as to whether this is going to fly or not. Because if things don't improve by the turn of the year, then uh, there will be no Michael Beale. Sure, I think that's a really good point. I, I, I think we all know his pedigree in football and his background in and being a master tactician and, you know, it's just he's a love of the game and he is a real student of football. But it is, it's like a it's like a football player. You don't need to just be a good football player to make it a Rangers. You need to have those non-tangible characteristics, um, the, the off-the-ball characteristic, grit, determination, being able to stand up when the ball's against you. You need that to be a manager as well. <sighs> He's never really faced this in his career as a manager. I'm saying that as if it's spanned 20 odd years. He's been a manager for what just about 18 months now in to- in terms of first team. It is a huge test for him in terms of th- th- this is a- the Rangers' job was always going to be a-, a more pressurized job than Queens Park Rangers, but he got off to a fire there and he was revered down there. He's never felt pressure like this. Yeah, I think for the next six weeks, I think this is going to be absolutely massive for Michael Beale in his in his Rangers career. I did say at the about a few weeks ago that uh, the PSV game and the Celtic game is going to be the biggest uh, week of his career. I think that's actually begun to show because he's never won those two games, so he's he's definitely under serious amount of pressure now. For me, 
He has to win the next six games at least convincingly. Uh, we talk about a style of play. We also need a consistent 11 in there as well. That's what I want to see. I want to see a style of play. I want to see a consistent 11 as well. So for me, he has to go there and he has to, uh, his, his aim now is to go unbeaten. He has to go and win that League Cup for me. And then I think from there on, we'll need to wait and see. But that's how he has to get the fans back on his on, on his side. Because at the moment, we cannot be dropping any more points. We can't be having a toxic atmosphere like we've been having. If that's the case and we do drop any more points, I just don't see where Beale, Michael Beale can go from here. So for me, the next six weeks for Michael Beale is probably the biggest he's ever going to see in his managerial career. If he wants to keep his job at Rangers, this is what he's got to do. He has to win those games and he has to win them convincingly. Um, none of this where we're talking about the defence, we're talking about, we want to be talking about the goals that we scored. So look, it's going to be massive the next six games for Michael Beale, but for me, he has to win all of them. Absolutely, and I think that I say this time and time again, and I said it with Gio as well. But it, the the managers never under pressure for the managers' decisions alone. The players absolutely need to take accountability, and regardless what players end up starting the game or coming on off the bench or whatever, the players do need to look at themselves as much as Michael Beale does. And on that point, Andy, um, I've I've been we'll come into the St Johnston preview later on um, and who we want in, but. A lot has been made about what, what Shauna said there, about chopping and changing. And I think there has been more changes than what I would have liked in the opening part of the season. But at the same time, it is a very much a squad game now. I don't think it's fair or realistic to expect the same starting 11 six games in a row, for example. Where does the balance lie um, in term, for the next few games with Michael Beale? Because I, I feel he's going to be damned if he... He does, he, he damned if he doesn't. He. We don't have enough spaces to play every new signing. So if we leave out a new signing and he sticks with a set, you know, 11 or 12, people are going to say, what was the point in bringing him in? If he does change it, people are going to say he's still changing it too much. But where does he go? Well, I think he needs to, he needs to have a good look at his players in training. Um, I think that's the number one priority for me is you need to look at who's actually who looks in the training sessions that they want to play at the weekend? Who's who's hungry to play? Who wants to shut? And then you need to kind of just work with that. You know, they should they should be your kind of not your first name in the team sheet, but they should be the players that are going to be strong and not going to be rotated out. Um, it'd be interesting to see who that is because if obviously with the international break, obviously a few members of our squad have have had international duties, but for the most part. We've kind of we're not being too depleted by the, by that break, so I'm hoping that, that he's going to have seen something in the kind of training sessions um, since the last game. Uh, work, I think he must have gone back to the chalkboard um, and or at least have a better idea of what was going wrong in his current his current idea um, and working from there and who wants to be in that team. Um, I think you're right. Some players are going to need to take a bit of responsibility. Um, I don't think you can blame it all on the manager. I know people say a couple players being off is on the players. More than a couple, it means it's the manager's issue. But I'm not really a firm believer in that. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I think when we see that team sheet um, before the game, that's when we're really going to have answers to the questions we've been we've been having since the the old firm. You're right. This is the most pressure he's been in uh, as a manager. So who he turns to to get him out of said pressure is Johnny. 
is going to be very, very telling. Davey, in terms of in terms of squads and you know picking players and rotation, a point I did want to come to tonight. Um, that I know yourself and uh, your your German counterpart discussed it in the news. The European squad. Um, Oh, by the way, a nice wee segue into if you do want to get our daily news show, Monday to Friday, just a pound a month, folks, you can see the dynamic duo, the two Davies, the Justin News, myself, Bill, all for a pound a month, an extra five shows a week. But anyway, Davey, um, the European squad was announced, um, I'll tr- quickly run through it, so... The goalkeepers, Jack Butland, Robbie McCrory, Kieran Wright. Defenders were James Tavernier, John Suter, Connor Golson, Dujon Sterling, Ben Davis, remember him, and Borna Barisic. Midfielders, John Lundstrom, Ryan Jack, Jose Sifuentes and Nico Rastian. Forwards, now, brace yourself, listeners, there's about 90 listed here. There's Cyril Dessers, Tom Lawrence, Todd Campwell, Sam Lammers, Rabbi Matondo, Abdallah Seema, Scott Wright, K. Marruth and Danilo. So, David, the, the big explosions are obviously Redvan Yilmaz and Kieran Dirrell. Um, other than that, is there any surprises? And what, what's your thoughts in, in day two, missing out? Uh, I'm, I'm just beginning to question why Redvan's at Rangers at all. Because uh, we, we fought out you know, a few bob for him. And the, the manager not picking him just uh, is the... Is not the vote of confidence that, that he needs because it it strikes me that uh, Michael Beale just doesn't fancy him. So if that's the case, then we should have cashed in on him or not cashing in January. But, but, but by that time, it may not be Michael Beale's decision. Uh, Kieran Dowell, I'm a bit surprised by, but I think we must have just got down to numbers. Uh, because what I've seen of Kieran Dowell, he's, uh, he should certainly be, he should have got a vote, I, th- I would have thought. But uh, it's a it's a strange one. But I mean, we only have four midfielders, and and I've thought uh, Kieran Dowell should have uh, featured and, and sacrificed, you know, one of the forwards who who, uh, who probably will not feature. But I, I don't think it's it's a, a it's a bad thing that we're necessarily down to a a smaller squad in Europe. You know, at least it will uh, it will shorten you know his decision making in, in terms of who plays and who's on the bench because as you said I think and, and we mentioned it in, in the daily update earlier in the week that he, he just seems to change it far too often and, and one of the biggest concerns that I have with Michael Beale is that I think some of the substitutions just bordering on bizarre you know it's it's Pedro Cascina-esque sometimes when he uh, you just think what the fuck is the logic in, in some of these the, the substitutions that he makes so I think and, and the things came to a head when uh, Kemal Roof was extracted at Ibrox against that lot. And I, I think that was more frustration than anything with Michael Beale, that that was just a, something which it was just an opportunity to let Michael Beale know, this ain't going well, Michael. We need we need something different. So uh, it's the, the Europa League, I think that's for me, uh, and I wouldn't have said this maybe a few weeks ago, but it's, it's secondary to uh, our league campaign because we need to win this thing. It's uh, That's first and foremost, we need to win this league. So we should concentrate on that, take the six fixtures, and if, if we don't get out of there or if we do get to the knockout round, you know, make a few bob out it. But uh, I I would be uh, put that very much as second, which I, which I never thought I would have said. But 
because European football, you know, there's more money in it. It raises our profile. But uh, I think we should be uh, concentrating on winning the league to raise our profile because uh, ha not having won one in, in the last 12 is, uh, is, is pretty disgraceful, to be honest. So it's over to Michael. Shona, shock horror, but I'm going to come to the manager's defence a wee bit with the Euro squad and, um, you know, I'm sure all the happy clapping comments will come out, but you are limited way the, the players you can pick. Uh, I, I think the argument that we've not included Red Van Yelmaz and Kieran Dow has been because they've both been on and off with injury. The counter-argument to that is we've got Kmar Ruth included who is just, I don't know, one taxi ride away from an injury. But for me, you, it, you need to make a decision. You can carry the risk of having some injury-prone players, but you can't have all of them in. Um, what's not included in the list in UEFA's website is the likes of Adam Devine, Leon King, Bailey Rice, um, all the youngsters that can feature as well. Um I don't, I don't take too much issue with the exclusion of Yilmaz and Dill. Um, I'm just been a happy clapper. No, I tend to agree with you, Colin. I think, uh, like at the end of the day, we haven't seen a much of Red Van consistently. He's been too injury prone for me. Uh, I just don't think he'll be fit enough for Europe. Exactly the same with Dill. I think Dill's had a knee injury that they or knee issue. As I like to do, so I don't think he'll be able to shake off this injury before Europe as well. So, look, I'm the only one that I would say that in the European squad we are very much top heavy, and I think that's a, a valuing thing is to see that. Obviously, we definitely need us to go for a centre back when it comes to the January transfer window. I think there's no doubt about that. I think Balogun's not even in the squad either, is he? So, if you were going to have to take out a player, who would you take out to put Balogun in? I think at the end of the day, you would have to have all those attackers in your squad for the European games. I think. This is why they came to Rangers. It's up to them now to prove themselves. Um, but like uh, David said, I do think it's all about the league. But for me, I still want a good run in Europe. And it's not even just because of the money. I just want consistently. I want us to see us winning games week in, week out. Because I just think that builds momentum. It builds motivation. It builds confidence going into the next game. We don't want to be getting hammered off a team in Europe. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think the Real Betis uh, away game, which is probably the last game in December, is probably going to be our toughest one out, out the lot. So... Um, I think we've just got just now we've just got to build that consistency, that momentum, get that that starting eleven that we've all been asking for. And uh, when we go into European games, I think for me we should really be finishing at least first or second in this group, no matter what. Anyway, so look, it isn't the be all and end all for me. It is definitely the league, but I do think if you get a good run in uh, Europe and you get that consistent eleven, maybe slightly change it for for some things, then I'm happy to go with that. But as for the defence. I think, to be honest with you, I think that's probably your, the defenders that you probably would have picked out. I think the only reason Leon King or Adam Devine would have probably would have been in there was because of the, the Scottish quota. But uh, as I said, we've brought in, I think it was uh, Kieran Wright, isn't it, uh, from the, the youth system in there is another Scottish goalkeeper, him and McCrory. So, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not too fussed about that. I think at the end of the day, if you wanted to, if there was an injury to pop up, you've got the likes of, now this is not going to go down well with uh, some people there, but you've got the likes of Lundstrom, or even Dijon Sterling, but able to play there if you had. Look, I'm just talking about if you had to be all in. If you got to that really, really crisis point, you could obviously bring them in. But I think it's quite evident to see that because we're so top heavy in Europe, I think we our priority in January is definitely to get another centre back in. Definitely, um, it'll be interesting to see where Ben Davis uh, kind of fits in. Oh, he. 
light around here as well. Um, but just to go back to a point you made there as well, I absolutely agree with the AVP that the league is a priority, but I, I think we only need to look back to last year to see how much a European can, campaign can affect your league campaign. The the confidence that was knocked out of that Rangers side every time they got a scrudding in Europe, that translated into, into the following Saturday. And while, you know, I don't want to sound defeated, but if we do come further, whatever, I just hope we start the, the group the group stages early and get a few good results because we will take that into, into the following Sunday. Um, Andrew, I'm going to come to you for to continue the, the left-back conversation because there's been a lot of chat around Borna Barisic um, since our, our last body um, catching up for the news this morning and going through Twitter and there's been a lot of conversations. Um, obviously, there's uh, he wasn't available for for the game against Celtic at Ibrox. He was then declared fit to play for Croatia. He then went and played a couple of blinders for Croatia, got himself with odd assist. He's in the newspapers over there. And now there's reports coming out that Rangers are ready to offer him a new contract. So I do need to stress that these reports started for Fraser Fletcher. Fraser Fletcher um, has, I don't know, um, his reliability at on the world of football is probably the same reliability I have we pronouncing the letter R, not very much. Um where where do you take the the Borna Barisic and Red Van Yilmaz? Because I know you're probably a bit more Barisic friendly than most Rangers supporters at the moment. Yeah that would be correct, but I have to stress <coughs> excuse me. Um that as we said earlier Damned if he does, damned if he doesn't, is that he gets the calf twitch, he goes off against PSV, and it was, oh, if he plays against Celtic, he's a shite bag, and he shot, he shot it against uh, blah, blah, blah. And then he didn't play against Celtic, and it was, oh, he's still a shite bag. It's like, well, how does that work? You know? Uh, it's so you you didn't want him to play, and now, because he's no playing, you're, you're giving him even worse. Um, I, I think the, the lads be dealt with a horrible hand. Um, Especially when he's been so good for us this season, he, he has. It's hard to. I know he is. I'm one of the few that will back him, but he, he has provided some good assists this year. He has. He's been. He was back to that kind of brilliant Borner, the fearless Borner, um, which was great. I mean, um, that's what I, we want to see, and we know he can do that. It's just doing it consistently. Um, the issue is you've got Ridvan, who's younger, and you spent three million pounds. Um, and he's not getting in that team and three million pounds at Rangers is a lot of money um, but it comes down to it Redvan's just been injury prone and you can't play him if he's injury prone or if he is injured never mind if the, if he is it's just it's just there you know he's suspect to get injured in games um, he's just not been match fit he, he can make the odd cameo appearance but then you've seen him the month after or the month after that um, I, I, I do genuinely think if, if Redvan was fit and, and there was a good competition between those two, then he could get in that team. Because in, in, the, in the flashes I've seen of Edvan Yomas, he's been good. He's been something different. Um, he's, he's good, at, he's, he's creative, you know, he's not afraid to drive the ball forward, cut inside when he needs to, um, which is different from the you know the classic Borna, drive it forward and what the early cross in, regardless of how effective it is. Um, 
And obviously with the age thing, Alborn is now 30, Midvan's a lot younger, you know, he's, he's the up-and-coming prospect. But the way I see it, you need to play your best option. And for me, that's still Borner. Davey, uh, I kind of get what Andrew's coming for there right now at this point in time. Borner Barris is just probably the preferred choice. And I'm a big, big uh, Yilmaz fan, but he's no giving me anything to, to kind of... That's maybe unfair. I actually thought he was fairly... Decent against Celtic, yeah, but Michael Beale just doesn't seem to fancy him. But my trouble, my trouble is, I do think we need to continue to the, to rejuvenate and refresh our squad in areas that haven't been, um, you know, have gone stale. It's the same way any football team. I think the fullbacks positions we've not had a real challenger there since Nathan Patterson left. Um, I would be surprised if, on one hand, I'd be surprised if Rangers extend Bonabarisic for the next three, four years because he's got to be on a decent wage. On the other hand, are they maybe got to try and get a fee for him in the summer? What, what, what do you do? Do we try and put him in January or do, do we keep him? I think we we need better value than we're getting at the moment from Ridvan because, you know, we've forked out the money for him and we just don't see, there's no there's no, been no return. He hasn't, you know, just stamped his, his presence on the team whatsoever. Clearly, he's had uh, injury issues, but that, I mean, that's part of the problem as well, isn't it? You know, so I think if there's a, if we ever get the opportunity in, in, in the very near future to, to cash in on him, he's solid gone, man, for me, because uh, I, I'm just tired of the excuses and, and, and you know, all this and that. You know, it's just, uh, they just look weak will, they just don't look, they believe it. They, they, they don't have, the outlook of a of a team who are all in it together. It's in, ins and outs. I just want something a bit more stable, and and see signs that they are utterly committed to this. Because uh, at the moment, I, I I'm just a wee bit concerned about the Rangers I've seen this season, because uh, it, it seems that they're it's a bit it's a bit half-hearted. And and you know, in the defining moment for Borna Barisic for me was the Europa League final when he decided that, that, you know, two minutes before the end of uh, extra time, that uh, he needs to limp off, which I think, and it's entirely my opinion, that he just shit it from taking a penalty and he just didn't want on that pitch at the end of the game. So that's uh, the wee Borna moments, which uh, which kind of let me down and pretty much lets you know who Borna is. Uh, and I think when the going gets tough, you know, is Borna someone you want beside you in the trench? I, I, I wouldn't. But uh, hey ho, that's it's just my opinion. And it really is hard to argue in that because I think the most frustrating part for me is what Borna Barisic can deliver. And he's he's had some fine, fine performances. He's been a big, big player for Rangers, and I think we do forget that. I think we are easy to criticize him, but the reason it's so frustrating is because it's on an inconsistent basis. And his talent doesn't go away periodically, but it, it does seem to be the mentality part. But that's something that has been ingrained in this Rangers side since Gerard came. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. In terms of Borna Barisic, Colin, do you mean, I mean, I just, I, I call him, Borna Barisic has been at Rangers, what, five, six years now? You know, he's, he's, he is a senior player in that squad, but he just doesn't contribute enough to be, to be, Seen as a senior player, I just think he uh, Borna Barisic plays for Borna Barisic, and, and, and if he thinks it's time to bail out, he'll bail out. And you know, in the big games, he's been found wanting. I I just don't think. Uh, I, I mean, he is a decent player. There's absolutely no doubt about that. He's a Croatian international, but in terms of you know the, the, the what he gives Rangers, does he stand up? You know, when it when it, when it real the going gets really tough. Does Borna stand up or does Borna check out? And uh, more often than not, he checks out. So on, on that alone, I would uh, I would I would punt him. Mm. So bringing it back to Saturday, then Shona, let's chat about it. Um, we've got everything off our chest. We know <laughs> we know what we want for Michael Beale. We want the three points and a good performance and a swift journey back down the road. How does one get that? That's what we want to chat about for the next half hour. Um, we, we, you did mention the point. You, we would go with a, a settles lineup. Who's your guy? Who? What big changes would you make to the lineup that started against Celtic? Um, if any, that is. Well, I think we really need to go back to basics. I think we need to go back to the four-three-three that's obviously worked for us. Uh, like in the past, I think we um, it's worked very well. And uh, I might pull a bit of a surprise here. I don't think he will because I think he does prefer Suter. But uh, I was looking up a few stats um, on Ben Davis, and turns out that Ben Davis and Golson have got a better uh, goal uh, partnership together, a uh, goals conceded partnership. Basically, when Suter and Golson have played together, they have conceded twice the amount of goals than what Davis and uh, uh, sorry Davis and Golson have done. So look, I would actually bring back in Ben Davis, give him a shot, see what happens at the left side of centre back. But as I said, we do need to get back to a consistent eleven, and if that feels if Bill wants to stick with Suter, then we have to stick with Suter and uh, you'll, you'll have your normal back four, I would imagine, with the goalkeeper on uh, Saturday. And I expect us to go with a 4 3 3. We're very attacking. Um, all we want to see is fans, just three points. A style of play would be good and uh, some goals. That would be ideal for uh, Saturday and um, have a convincing win. So, look, um, I'm expecting on Saturday, look, it's a 12th. Not ideal, these early kickoffs, isn't really, do you know what I mean, on a Saturday, but these players. Had now a week with Beal to work on it, and it's look, it's up to Beal and the and the players now to show us what they can do. Because I'm telling you now, if there's any more points dropped on Saturday, the fans are going to go absolutely tonto. So, look, uh, for me, um, I don't know about the guy there saying I'm bringing about Rice in just now. What I do think about Rice, I think he'll obviously come in 
maybe if we were winning games three or four, five nil, if that was possible, if we could do that, that's the kind of time I think uh, Daily Race will get some game time. So, um, look, I think we just need to go back to basics on on Saturday, get our consistent eleven, and start progressing there. Because look, games are going to come thick and fast with the, with the Europa game midweek at home to Betis. So, and then after that, you've got the likes of Livingston and Aberdeen coming up. So. Look, um, I think we just need to get to that consistent 11 on uh, Saturday. Build from there, build in, into the, the Betis game. And I think that will give you a rough idea as to who we'll actually trust in this squad. So we'll see what happens on Saturday. But uh, look, I think uh, you've got to have Dessers and Danilo go start. And how he's going to do that, I've not got a scooby. But uh, I think I would quite like to see Lammers out on the right. I think I'd like to see Danilo out on the left. And I'd like to see Dessers through the middle. Now, I'll look. I know that it's obviously putting Ruth on the bench and Ruth is probably our best striker, but look, we've got to start bedding these new guys in. We brought these guys in for a reason and uh, look, we've got to see them start scoring goals because it's only going to build their confidence get into the next couple of games. So look, it's uh, it's going to be a tough one to watch, I think, on Saturday, but uh, fingers crossed. I'm hoping for a... I'm going to go for a 4 now. Oh, come on, you. You know we leave the predictions to the end. Um, well, I'll give you another 20-odd minutes to see if you stick mm-hmm. your twists. It's like deal or no deal. You put your box out nice and early. Let's see if you can hold your water. Um, question with one of our boarders, uh, Curry, um, asking if we think the fans were as toxic because it's such a poor Celtic side. If it's a stronger side, would it not be as bad? And this kind of leads me into the next point that I want to make. Um, my honest answer is, and I've said this in a couple of pods before, that we are, we've been traditionally impatient as a fan base, right? Like, I'm not going to, if anybody's offended with that, you're fucking watching their own podcast, right? Um, I am part of the problem. I label myself in that. We are an impatient bunch. We always have been. The longer we go without consistent trophies, the more impatient we're going to be. And that's, and I think that it's not right, wrong, and different. It's just something that happens. We have a fan base of a football club, particularly a big, big football club like us. There's a few examples like that. Leon King was written off like after playing in the Champions League with James fucking Sands. People wrote him off. Leon King's really be a, a terrific defender going forward. Um, we, you know, we're writing off Michael Beale after four league games. I think that is just going to be your mindset until we start winning shiny. Silver things doesn't mean we should change. It is. It's just as what it is. That's the challenge in front of you. So with that in mind, Andrew, um, Shona mentioned Ben Davis there, and this is somebody who's been hounded at the club, basically by a big, big portion of the fan base. Obviously, we know how mental the paper talk can be in the transfer window, particularly the journalism up here. Um, you know, it was it was all but sold without Rangers actually trying to sell them, um, and you know, people started making up rumours that he wanted to stay and if he wants to stay, that's a good thing. Ben Davis is one of our, our four senior centre-halves. Um, have we written him off too early? Uh, does he come in? Do we maybe go for a theatre back or does he have a part to play, I'm asking? Um, well, the thing is with, with Ben Davis is Mistakes against Celtic is what cost him his starting spot. And given the last result against Celtic, we can see the goal from a mistake from the defence. So it's it's hard to say one mistake is punishable for one person and one mistake, the very similar situation isn't punishable for the other. Um, 
it's been a long time since he's played more competitive football. I, I don't know if he's played reserve games. I don't know if, what the deal is. I'm trying to think, when was the last time he, he played minutes for Rangers? I don't think he's had any minutes for Rangers this season, has he? So, I mean, you're taking somebody in from the cold, whether or that, whether or that actually does have an effect on, I think it'll be a player-to-player case, uh, on a case-to-case basis. But um, especially with the, the kind of, how fragile our back, our back four has been recently. I think maybe bringing somebody in straight from the cold probably isn't a good idea, especially if one of the things that Ben Davies isn't brilliant with is, is confidence. If he is coming in cold in a back four that looks shaky at best, that just points to disaster for me. Um, do I think he should be hounded out the door? No, I, I, I don't. I don't think he was. Um, I don't think he was horrible. I think those mistakes did cost him. Those mistakes you can't kind of can't excuse. You know, he, in in the big occasion at Parkhead, he makes some mistakes. lead straight to a goal. It's hard to point the finger at anybody else but him for that goal. Um, so I, I think almost it would have been good for him to take him out of the team just to get him out of the, the firing line almost. Um, we just kind of need to wait and see. I think he's definitely... Well, going at the start of the season, it was it was almost... We're kind of happy with our centre-back options. For me, I thought, well, he had a couple pairs in there. Maybe he could have got somebody that was better, giving off the, the comments of Beal's going to try and only sign players that makes you start the living better. Um but I don't know. It depends on what Bill sees in him in training because he's not played competitive minutes. He's I don't know if Rangers have played him in reserve games behind closed doors. I don't know what his his fitness is like. So it's it's kind of he's he's so he's been so far away from the squad. It's unknown at the minute. I know, and for a guy who owns a big wage and he costs a lot of money as well, it has been. But again, I, I do the reason I asked your opinion on him because Sean I mentioned and well, it does kind of lead into that. There is people calling for Ben Davis to come in, but the same people are calling for us to <laughs> keep the same eleven. So it's just you know, it's it's hard. To, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, Davey, I'm going to put you on the spot for the midfield. Um, Sean I alluded to it, so Chris Redhand asked, "What's the opinion?" And, bringing Rice in to start as defensive mid. Um, Jack's not mobile enough and Lonnie can't play the role effectively. Um, I'll answer the first part and then I'll hand over to you. I think, uh, I've said this time and time again about the youth and back to my earlier point about you know Rangers fans' patience. Um, we love the idea of youth coming through, but when we are backs against the wall and the manager's on a shoot peg, it's not the best time to bring in a 16, 17-year-old. It, the owner should be on the players and the manager to get a winning environment created and then you start bleeding in these players. No, everybody's going to be Barry Ferguson. He's a once-in-a-generation. You know, he's not going to come in. Bailey Rice hasn't got to come in and win us the league on his own. We need there's far too much pressure put on a young player. So I think we go with the senior options we've brought. For me, Nico Rasson is going to be a mainstay in, in the midfield, even though he wasn't great against Celtic. Michael Beale does really like him and so do I incidentally and most of the Rangers fans but who play, who's the two that play alongside him for me I'll get my top and swerve and Todd Camwell we need to give him a bit more freedom as far as I'm concerned to play him further up who then fills that void is it Sifuentes is it a Jack or a Lundstrom is it a mixture in them all who would you have in that midfield three uh, I, my midfield three is is Sifuentes, Raskin, and play anywhere you like. 
Todd Cantwell. Just give give him the ball and just let the boy go on with it. But it will not be the right, not be the left. Just go wherever your heart desires. Just give him the freedom of the pitch. So and I'd, I'd have three up front in, in, in front of that because Michael Beale, when he arrived, promised us we're going to play with the handbrake off. So let's play with the handbrake off on Saturday. We're playing St. Johnston. St. Johnston, right? So, and and all these teams will do, and you, we know the script. We've seen this so often. They turn up, you know, this is their cup final, you know, so they'll be in the final, they'll be rolling, they'll be in the tunnel before the game, rolling their sleeves up over playing the Glasgow Rangers today. Let's get steamed into them. We need to match that level of commitment. We need to match that energy. We need to match that desire. And and the, the superior players of our team will see us through. So it's, uh, I wouldn't get too, you know, hung up in tactics and, and go out there, you know, because... As, as as someone once said, you know the plan only lasts as long as some until someone punches you in the face. So get out there, we uh, and and just get in amongst them and and play with, you know, with closing them down. Play with energy, commitment, and uh, I'll be a happy man. I think we would uh, see them off, and I think we'll be uh, quite close to Shona's uh, prediction on Saturday because I, I don't want us to be standing them off, and and I want us to play, you know, with pace. And when the ball goes out for a throw and I want the ball back and play within five seconds and, and 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 go at them, go at them, go at them. And I don't we don't need to have to come to walk 50 yards to take a throw in. So all the Rangers players should be, be capable of taking a throw in. What did they do at that at Howie? So that's what I'm hoping to see is that we just uh, up the up the pace here, up the energy, up the commitment, and, and we go at them. This is what I was expecting to see when we played them. And we played a kind of counter-attacking football in the first half, and uh, I think that's it was that was an accumulation of things that took in that in that game, but towards the end when the dam burst and Michael Beale got it with both barrels, and and a lot of it he brought on himself. So I'm I'm going for Sifuentes. I'm bringing the I'm going with the we're no Jack. There's no Lundstrom. We're going for a uh, pace and energy and youth. So let's go. So Shona. I'll give you the next listener's question, put you on the spot. Um, well, Davy Pollock has given Todd Campbell the freedom of Glasgow City as well as free room to go about everywhere. Chris says that he'll run about like a headless chicken and he should be an out-and-out number 10. Given where we are um, in terms of our defenders don't really like to defend um, and we we have been quite loose with the ball, not just in the cell game, in recent times. Do we need somebody a bit more assured in the middle of the park? Um, do, do, I, I suppose for a team view and a Todd Campbell view, where do we get the best out of Todd Campbell? Because I do, I'm kind of in the middle here, I do agree with Davey, he's good enough to play anywhere, but I think if we are struggling for goals and we are struggling to take chances, should we play him in his best position? And if so, where should that be? Well, it's very difficult, isn't it, to put this one into perspective because I do think Cantwell is probably better in the number 10 role. But then, do you want that extra midfielder, that extra defensive or extra midfielder? Or do you want an attacking, an extra attacking option? And I think that's what Cantwell gives you, that extra attacking option. Does he come off the left? He can come off the right. His movement is very, very good on and off the ball. Uh, so he can become like the fourth attacker for us. So it doesn't worry me having the Cantwell in that number kind of eight. Kind of, it's basically like a number, a second number ten role. Basically, I think uh, that's what will happen. I think you'll see a bit more width at the weekend as well, and that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping you see Danilo 
on the on the left hand side and hopefully Lammers out in the right with uh, Dester for the middle or even instead of Lammers have maybe Roof out coming out from the right hand side and maybe between him and Danilo switching it up together and just go full on attack and see what we can do from there and obviously we've got the likes of Matondo and Seema that can come off the bench for a wee bit of pace in the second half so uh, look I think Todd Campbell's best position is probably the number 10 role. but then for me then that way in we only have three attackers and I think what we want at the moment is when the fullbacks do go forward, he's got more than three, four attackers in that box. And that's what Catwell offers you. His positioning as well is very good. He can obviously score goals. He scored a number of goals in that kind of midfield position. But uh, look, him and Raskin have been totally off it from the start of the season. I think their performances have not been good enough. So they obviously need to, to pick up their performance on Saturday as well. And that's what I'm hoping for. But we'll all find out tomorrow, guys, if Catwell's fit. Because the last time I saw Cantwell, he had a leg brace on. So it'll be interesting to see how fit he is um, or how much training he has done over the, the last couple of days. But for me, you've got to start Raskin, Cantwell and Sifuentes in the, in the middle of the park. I don't see the need of having an extra midfielder in there that's that's not going to offer you as much as what Cantwell does. So um, I'd rather have that extra attacking option for uh, when it comes to going forward and attack. Andrew, I'll give you the next uh, the the next headache. Um, we are not short of options up front. Um, there is an argument on how effective said options are. Obviously, we wrote several Dessers, the Danilo, Kmar, Roof, and then we've just had that conversation about Todd Cramwell. But throw in the pace of Rabbi Matondo. Um, you know, your your hero and Abdallah Sima. We've got Sam Lammers in the pocket too. Tom Warner's now coming back. So a lot of options to pick in a time where we do all want Michael Beale to just pick a team and fucking run with it. Where does it start with? It is quite difficult. Um my my gut feeling personally is that he is trying to start serial Dessels and I'm not as loath about that as as other fans are. I think if we can get the right number 10s or the right midfielders running off and playing with Dessels, then he'll be more effective. But I, I do admit I'm in the minority there. Who do you see leading the line or who would your front three or front two be? A back you know, Dessels as well. Um, it might be a thing. I don't know. We, we seem to back the same players. Um, I, I don't know what I'm doing with all these guys. <laughs> but the fucking and... only two of the back to these players, man. <laughs> Maybe I don't know what you want me to do with the, the Anis Hadji RSC flags now because obviously he's out on loan, so you can maybe take them back off me. Um, but I don't know. De- Dessers is, I'm back in Dessers. I mean, I know the big argument of the Danilo on the bench. Um, I would like to see those two work off each other. I think that um, Danilo kind of has that pace that Dessers doesn't have. Um, let's, let's not be around the bush. He's not a fast striker. We've seen it enough. How many balls in behind did we see against Celtic that he just didn't have that yard to get to? Um, that's why I think you need to be more direct to him instead of around him. You need to hit at him and let let others work off him. I think he's 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 not afraid for the physical battle. I think he he's maybe taking his time to adjust to the how much defenders maybe get away with um, in terms of in that physical battle. Um, but I, I still back him. I think he he's he's. He could, he's got a good pass on him. He, he, when he gets the ball out from underneath his feet, he picks out a good pass. Um, I, I think he, he does need that service. He needs, he needs somebody. He needs somebody to get the ball to him. I know that like we, we talked about Suter and Goldson going long, but I think it wasn't the case of 
See, to be honest, I don't think it was a case of they were trying to get it in behind for Dessus to run to. I think it was just a woeful pass towards him. It was just overhit, to be honest. I think the quality of our passing out of the back has been horrible. Distribution's been poor. Um, it was, that was the thing last season, is that we were happy with the centre-back's distribution, but weren't too happy with McGregor's distribution, whereas it seems to have flipped. I'm, I'm buzzing with Jack Putman's distribution. He's, he's fine, but the centre-backs are the worst. Um, I mean, how long ago was the, 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 the Goldson crossfield diag to Aribo in behind at Tynecastle. I mean, we're, we're missing that kind of dynamism of that having maybe a Cantwell to then go in behind off of having Dessers coming short for it and then playing it in long behind for Cantwell to get to. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Um, he still has my backing. I mean, we've seen. I mean, we go, we've seen strikers that have struggled before. I mean, how many old firms was it before Alfie put the ball in the net? So, I mean that. I, I do. I'm. I'm. As I said, along with the the Michael Beal argument, I'm still. I'm still in the camp of time. We need time. Time's going to be the big thing here. Um, these guys are going to click. It's just a case of when. Um, I, I have all the faith in the world that they will click and they will come good and they'll get us goals and we'll get the three points in each game and we're going to look good. It's just when that's the issue. Hello, and the timing will determine how. Determine how long Michael Beal is the Rangers manager, as always. Um, uh, you know, uh, Davey, um, I'm going to come to you for the last round up on the team selections on um, on St Johnston. Um, the came out of question, uh, it's coming up time and time again in the comments. And sorry, I can't share every comment, but. Is, is he the man to lead the line? Um, just finishing on the, the striking options. Uh, no, I would be go. I would go with Dessers through on the bench, and with a view that you know, in sixty minutes we flip them. So uh, we've got to give the guy obviously meaningful time on the pitch. You know, put him on with five minutes to go is just just daftness for me. So, but I think uh, Kemar Roof is, you know, as we've said, you know, he's a smashing player, a great goal scorer. I think uh, we're, we're still easing him back into uh, the football world because he's been missing for so long. But I think we're duty-bound to go with Dessers. You know, we've uh, forked out uh, you know, a few bob for this boy. So I think, and it, for me, he looks a decent play. He's a big, strong boy. But I think it's it's just getting those connections with the players who's, who are around about him and understanding what their strengths and weaknesses are uh, and what works and what doesn't work. So... Uh, I, I would expect Dessers to uh, have the bulk of it. He may go with Roof and with a view that Dessers comes on later on, so I, I would not be manning the barricades if he was to do that. But uh, I, I think Dessers will be uh, will be in the starting lineup on Saturday because I think there's goals in this guy. I really do. Absolutely, and I think the last point in the lineup. I... <laughs> You mentioned it earlier on, Davey. I think we can get fixated on tactics and lineups. So they're all decent players that we've got like by trade, but it, for whatever reason, the manager's not getting the sum of the parts. There's no getting the right tune out of them. It's no clicking, whatever cliche you want to put. We're no fucking winning <laughs> football games in the next start. Um, but what I would say is, you know, we do have the options there. I would say there's. The new new member that's just joined tonight, Snakey Bear, um, wearing the shield shit, Bill has to sub early enough. And that is something that 
we're starting to see him utilise a wee bit more, but no enough. I think we do need to call it quits when it's not happening for a player at the time because there is, you know, we've Lammers on the bench, we've rolled the pace and Matondo and Seema. We've got, you know, depending who starts, we've got Dessa Zod and Nilo or Ruth or Lawrence. And I know it's just one, people are asking what's the highlights of Bill's game so far. We were turgid against Livingston until we made three changes and the three subs ended up, you know, grabbing three goals in the last 30 minutes. We do have the ability to change games and I think we need to use that. Um, hopefully we don't uh, need to use that this Saturday, but we were able to use it as and when it comes. Um I think we'll maybe start and round it up there because we've covered all the talking points. We've previewed the game as well. And um, I just want to say thank you to all the listeners, as always, in um, the chat. I don't know if you've noticed, but David Tomlinson has been on the chat sharing all the comments because it's quite difficult for the host to chat and share the comments at, at the same time. So I just want to say thank you. It's really it's brilliant seeing everybody getting involved, getting their getting their opinions in. Uh, more often than not, I am in the minority, but I like to, I like to stay grounded. Um, and just a call of arms, if you do like what you see and you want to get more content, you can subscribe on Apple or um, Spotify for a pound a month. Or if you're on YouTube, just hit the join button and you can get a pound a month for up to an extra five shows a week. If that's not your game, just find us a like, follow, whatever you get in the podcast. But as always, we're going to finish up on predictions. So, Shona, I'm going to come to you. As I said earlier on, are you going to hold your water? You went 4-0 half an hour ago. After you say goodbye to the listeners, is your prediction for Saturday still going to be 4-0? Yeah, it's still going to be 4-0. I think there might be a wee hat trick in there for somebody as well. So, like, I'm looking forward to this. But my wee prediction is I think Dacers might get a wee hat trick at the weekend. So, Look, uh, guys, I think what we need to do is we need to start by scoring goals because we're constantly talking about the defence at the moment and see the more the more games that we're playing and we're scoring more and more goals and we're not conceding as many, we won't be talking about the defence. So at the moment, we need to start scoring and putting these games to bed. So I'm going for 4-0 at the weekend. I'm really looking forward to heading to the pub early doors. So uh, look, guys, just look, let's get a really, really convincing performance and let's, look, guys, I know Bill's been taking an absolute battering online and some of it is fairly deserved. But come on, we just really need to get behind the team now. He's here to stay. Um, and until that, that that time comes when Bill leaves, we just have to get behind him and the team going forward now. So look, guys, let's have a good night when it comes to the European night against uh, Betis midweek because we know what it's like. I'm sure we'll talk about it on Sunday, but those European nights are different gravy at Ibrox. So look, let's get the support, the away support right behind us on Saturday. Get a good win behind us and let's roll on that momentum get into the midweek game. So, yeah, looking forward to it. 4-0 Rangers, Dessers, Hatchick. Get it on, guys. Andrew, always a pleasure having you on. And obviously you you and I are heading up to the game on the Matondo Mobile on Saturday. Um, as like the only remaining members of that fan club. But, no, great having you on, mate. What is your prediction for Saturday? Yeah, I think it'll be the first step back in the right direction. Um, I don't think it's going to be a goal fest. Um, it's kind of hard, though. You have to predict these games, and I'm not. I'm not behind the. We need to go and we need to win every game convincingly. I think we need to win. That's there's no no hiding away for that. You need to get three points in all these games. But you know how these games can be, especially against Justin Johnson's away and all that. Like a, 
So it's come off somebody's head at a corner, hit somebody's arm as a penalty, they go ahead, they all the doors. That changes the whole complexion of the game. Um, I, I th- I'm happy just getting three points back up the road. Um, I'll say 2-0. Um, I don't want to point, I don't want to stick a tab pen statement in there. Um, I mean, we just to piss off some people, yeah, tab pen. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd also just want to do a quick shout out. I know the fans, the, the fans, uh, the viewers tonight have been buzzing. Um, lots of chats. Um, it's been good. The amount of viewers we've had these last few weeks has been incredible. Um, because of that, we're fortunate enough to have got more access to the B team. Um, coming up in the next round of the Trust Trophy. Um, so there'll maybe be I'll maybe hint towards a wee uh, away days vlog there. Um, so we'll maybe see how that goes. So if you if that sounds like something you're interested in, then you know, keep it, hitting that like button and all the kind of the live shows and keep upping in the, the, the subscription. It's, it's massive and it really helps us. Um, so thanks again tonight. Thanks, Colin. Thanks, thanks everyone else. Thanks all of yours. And last, by no means least, Davey P. Uh, what is your prediction? And yeah, we cheerio to the listeners as well. Well, I'm going to go for 3-0. Just going to sneak in between the, the other two. Uh, but most of all, I want to see a Rangers performance that I can hang my hat on because I want to see the, the attitude of the players, you know, that things have got to change, that we need to do things differently. So I, I expect us to match St. Johnson in terms of level and commitment and, and energy. And uh, I think if we do that and we manage it, we'll, we'll be okay. So but it's got to be the right frame of mind. I want leadership on the pitch, you know, and if we do uh, get a setback at any point during the game, we take it in the chin and we get right back into them. So let's we do sometimes I think we could just fold like, uh, you know, just that lack of confidence. But I think we, uh, I want to see a team. I want to see them play as a team. Uh, so I think we, uh, we need to get in about them, as I expect Rangers to do any any match. But sometimes they let me down, and uh, the last the game a couple of weeks ago was uh, was soul destroying. To be honest, the way we approached that, and I want that to end on Saturday. I'm going to go for a two 0 victory to Rangers, and two 0 when you know we're talking about uh we're talking about the first step back to winning the league. Um it doesn't necessarily need to be a seven eight now, although that would be fucking lovely if we if we do give somebody a scalping but be one. Be in I but I think more importantly just to echo what you've all said, it has to be an assured, comfortable performance. We don't need to set the headlights straight away. We need to just cut out the stupid stuff and look as if we can get through an easy game easily. If that's 2-0, I'll buy a 60th minute. We bring on five subs. And I am happy with that. Three points down the road and get ready to shred Betis. But until then, folks, we will be back with you on Sunday night. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning for the news. And as always, thank you very much for listening. We are the people. <laughs> Yeah.